0: Apollo Mountain Publishing presents The Pawn, Book One of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpak. Chapter 5 The Big Day So, tomorrow's the big day. Katie glanced up, puzzled. Big day? Yes. You've only been looking forward to it for months. Sam was sitting on her bed, her legs stretched out. Katie was in her usual spot on the floor up against the door. The room looked as if it had a split personality, surrounded by two twin beds each side determined to outshine the other. Sam's little sister, Nora, owned the side of the room with the little princess theme. The walls were painted pink and white with little flowers on the border. Sam's side of the room was painted lavender with dark purple borders. The dark purple was the same shade as Sam's bedspread. Katie wouldn't dream of entering the princess side of the bedroom. Over the years, she had watched the drama of the two sisters. If Katie was seen by Nora to have entered her domain, this gave Nora every right to get into Sam's possessions. An argument always ensued. Sam would start yelling at Nora to stay away from her things. Nora would state, Since Katie was in my things, then I can get into your things. Sam had a large family. She was the middle child in a household of five children. Sam's oldest brother, Robbie, was in college out west somewhere. Her second oldest brother, David, was a senior in high school. Sam's younger two siblings were Ben, 14, and Nora, 12. The house was always in an uproar. There seemed to always be some kind of crisis. The first time Katie entered the Black home, she was taken aback by all the commotion. Now she enjoyed it. Her most favorite place to be was with Sam's family. She used to spend all her time there. Since she was 11 years old, she'd had a secret crush on David. Recently, she had been mortified to find out that her secret crush on David Black Wasn't a secret. Even Nora had known about it. Katie stopped coming around for a while. Finally, Sam told her to get over it. Her family loved and missed her and to stop being such a dope. So now she goes to Sam's house, but still feels uneasy around David. She tries to avoid him as much as possible. Today, David was at some scout camp, probably freezing to death. Katie was enjoying the day with Sam. Katie watched Sam with a preoccupied look on her face. What are you talking about? You've forgotten? You really have forgotten, Sam repeated, stunned. Katie's mind started racing. Did I forget somebody's birthday? Her mind was a total blank as to what Sam was referring to. Okay, I give up. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow is the day you play basketball against Central High Sam said it very slowly and dramatically as possible realizing the significance of Sam's statement heat immediately went through Katie's body how could she have forgotten about tomorrow she loved playing against Central High she paused in her musings and thought she needed to change her statement she loved playing against Candace Franklin. Every sport Katie played, Candace played against her. They were both the best players on their respective teams. When they played against each other, they were almost a perfect match. Last year in track, she barely beat Candace in the 880 yard dash. Candace had beaten her in the 440. Katie didn't even want to think about volleyball. That match went to game point repeatedly. Each player was determined to win when one of her teammates missed the ball and they lost. Sweat pooled on her forehead. She felt so hot. She thought she was going to combust. I need some air, Katie whispered. She got up from the floor and went to grab the door handle to leave the room. She heard a voice she recognized immediately just outside the door. Mom, where's the towels? David yelled. They're in the linen closet, came the reply from downstairs. No, they're not. I looked. Katie froze, literally, as cold immediately enveloped her body. Her sweat now felt like cold drops of ice. Her body started to shake with each breath, and her teeth began chattering. She stood there on the other side of the door waiting for David to find the towels, hoping she could find a way to leave before he could see her. You don't have to leave, Katie, Sam told her softly, so only she could hear. No, I I need to go home. I don't feel very well, Katie mumbled. She opened the door slightly and peeked into the small hallway. Seeing the coast was clear, she darted to the hallway ran down the stairs and headed for home. Arriving home, Katie was surprised to see men carting out their old living room furniture. Katie stepped out of their way before entering the house. Her mother was taking down the last couple of pictures on the walls. Except for a couple of cushions and a box full of pictures, the room was completely empty. Looking around, the room looked much larger. Mom. What's going on? Oh, Katie, shut the door. It's freezing out there, her mother said in an offhand manner. Her mother turned around and set the last picture in the box. As she straightened up, she glanced around the room with a satisfied look on her face. I sold some pieces, she said, as if that explained everything. And that gave you the idea we now could sit on the floor? Katie suggested. Her mother smiled and laughed infectiously. No, you have no idea how long I wanted to have a nice living room set. For years, I just took hand-me-downs from everyone who was willing to give what they had to me. I couldn't afford to be picky. Now, I'm going to finally have it. Katie couldn't help smile with her mom. Wow, mom, congratulations. Thanks, her mom beamed, rocking back on her heels. Do you need any help? Katie asked. Absolutely. We need to have these walls completely painted before tomorrow morning when the new furniture arrives. Katie actually had a good time helping her mom. It was nice seeing her mom so happy. Over the years they had really struggled to make ends meet. Her mother had worked as a waitress at the local diner for years. On the side, she painted landscapes of Appalachia. She also made pottery using the old Cherokee techniques. Lately, she started sculpting animals and people, using the clay from an old river bed. She placed her artwork in local consignment shops. When Katie was 12, her mother was able to quit the diner and become a full-time artist, but things were still lean. They lived in a small, two-bedroom, one-bathroom home. She didn't mind the small home. She always felt close to her mother, as if it was just two of them against the world. Katie, I need to talk to you about something important. Katie glanced up from the pizza she was eating. Her mother was sitting in the middle of the floor, careful not to touch the wet paint. What? she said with a mouthful of pizza. I've been invited to go to Chicago, her mother said in a rush. Chicago? Katie asked, surprised and then choked on her pizza. Yes, Chicago, her mother repeated. Her eyes sparkled with excitement. The sound of awe echoed in her voice. The woman who bought these pictures from me thinks I will be able to sell them in a gallery she works in. She has already shown the pieces she bought to her boss and they are really excited about my work. Her mother could barely contain her enthusiasm. They want me to go immediately. Katie was grinning so hard at her mother. She was at a total loss for words. Well, say something, said her mother exasperated. I really don't know what to say, said Katie. Uh, congratulations again, Mom. Her mother got up off the floor and began pacing in the small room. I thought about it for a while, and I think it would work. She paused, looking down at Katie. There are two ideas I have, and I've decided you can pick one of the two. Katie had no idea where her mother was going with this. She sat quietly, waiting for her mother to continue. I'm going to be gone about two weeks. I have talked to both Lizzie and Sam's moms about you staying with them. Lizzie's mom has too much going on, so Lizzie's out. Sam's mom will be happy to have you. Her mother finished with a flourish. The cold feeling began creeping in on Katie. The thought of staying with Sam's family would just be absolutely the most horrible experience in her life. She would rather die than face David. No way! I can't do that! Her mother looked a little confused. You can't do what? I cannot stay at Sam's house. No way! Katie flew her arms in the air as if to ward off an imaginary foe. That is not an option! Her mother stopped her pacing and faced Katie with her hands on her hips. I thought you loved being at Sam's house. I do. I did. I don't want to talk about it. She could feel heat rising into her cheeks. Is there something you need to tell me? No, I just don't want to stay over there, okay? Her mother acted as if she wanted to pursue the conversation. Katie was relieved when her mother finally dropped the subject. I'm not so sure you should stay here by yourself for two weeks. Sure I can. You think you can get yourself up, go to school, and all your activities without parental supervision? Mom, I go to school without your help every day, her mother shook her head. Not always. Mom, Katie said, realizing her voice had gone up an octave and somehow ended in a whine. I can get up for school. I promise, she said it slowly trying to sound as grown up as possible. I do not want a phone call from the school that you were excessively tardy or absent while I'm gone. You don't have to worry about it, Mom. Everything will be fine, her mother frowned. I'll have to make sure you have enough money to live on. Katie was so happy she had convinced her mom she made a quick exit before she could change her mind. Katie opened the back door of her old Honda and shoved her gym bag inside. She slammed the door so hard the vehicle actually swayed with the force. She was so angry she could spit bullets. I cannot believe I lost again to that albino. She wrenched the driver's side door open. Katie, what exactly did we just witness? Katie turned to see Sam standing behind her. Lizzie came running up, out of breath. What? Katie shot back at her. I'm talking about that spectacle of a basketball game we just saw. I know exactly what you mean. Katie tossed her head, trying to get rid of the frustration vibrating throughout her body. That ref was completely out of line. No! Sam pointed her finger at Katie's chest. You were completely out of line. What? Katie was stunned. All she could do was glance back and forth between her two best friends. Lizzie bobbed her head in assent, agreeing to everything Sam was saying. Sam took a deep breath. Katie, I love you. You know that, right? Katie stood silent. Whenever she heard those words coming from Sam, she knew Sam was going to give her an honest evaluation of what she thought. Through past experiences, Katie always braced herself for what usually came next. Sam seemed to take Katie's silence as a go-ahead. I know you're competitive. I have always enjoyed watching you play. Today, though, you were way past competitive. You were downright, I don't know what else to call it, but aggressive. I do not mean aggressive in a good way. Sam raised her voice when she saw Katie was going to interrupt. You could have really hurt that girl, Lizzie said in a soft voice. Hey, it was not my fault. She was in the way. Yes, it was your fault, Sam interrupted. And don't think just because the ref didn't see you push number fourteen didn't mean the rest of us didn't see it. Katie started to speak. I know why you did it. It was obvious. You were angry because she stole the ball from you. So, in retaliation, You knocked her flat when the refs were not looking. Very big of you. Candace Franklin, Katie started to say. Candace Franklin was playing fair, while you, Sam emphasized it again, pointing her finger into Katie's chest. You were out to win at all cost, including trying to completely take out the opposite team. Your actions were the best example of poor sportsmanship I have ever seen. The ref didn't have to kick me out of the game. Are you listening to us? I would have kicked you out when you elbowed number 12 in the first quarter. That ref gave you so many chances. I wondered if someone was going to have to go to the hospital. At every jab of Sam's finger in Katie's chest, the anger she had been feeling for the last two hours evaporated. In its place was a hurt so deep it cut through her. I can't believe you're saying this to me, she said, obviously on the verge of tears. Sam paused in her tirade to look at her friend in astonishment. Are you crying? Katie's eyes started to well up even more at Sam's question. What is going on with you? Sam yelled, her frustration evident in every syllable. She raised her hands, palms up. I haven't seen you cry since you broke your arm falling out of our treehouse. Katie shook her head, trying to stop the tears from spilling onto her cheeks. Is it PMS? Vizzy asked. Oh, yeah, let's blame it on PMS. It's only been going on for several weeks. Look, just go home and get some rest. I'm not taking you home. No, we're both going home with David. Sam gestured behind her. For the first time, Katie looked over Sam's shoulder and saw David Black leaning up against his Jeep. His arms were crossed, his gaze locked on the scene in front of him. He was far enough away not to have heard every word, but close enough to get the gist of what was going on. Katie was mortified. Please. Let there be a hole where I can crawl into and die, she thought quietly to herself. How many times could she make a fool of herself in front of this guy? She looked down, trying to hide her face. The tears were now rolling off her cheeks. I'll see you later. Katie! She heard Sam, but decided to act as though she didn't. She jumped into the car and started the engine and left cold penetrated her body, her tears flowing freely. She just wanted to go home and tell her mother everything that happened. She knew her mom would give her the support she so desperately needed. She turned into the drive and got out of the car. She practically ran into the house. She turned on the lights and she called for her mom. The house was dark and silent. She realized she was alone. How could she have forgotten? Her mom was somewhere in Chicago. She sat down on the brand new leather couch her mother had purchased and cried herself to sleep. Hi, this is Diana Kilpak. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn. The first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.